1: coming to you from the Evergy room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens of
2: Welcome to the WCBA broadcast powered by Evergy. We're glad you're here today. And first I want to thank everybody for listening. Apparently our listenership continues to grow.
3: Yay. Yay.
2: So like us, love us, share us, you know, do something, help us out. We truly appreciate you. (laughs) Tuning in to our podcast. And E, we got a, I think we got a friend of yours. In
3: yes. The I haven't uh-huh. met her yet. Mm-hmm.
2: We're getting ready to.
3: That's right. It's an exciting day, everyone. We have my girl Stacy Ward Latin in the house. I wish we had buttons where we could be like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> claps and all of that. That would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy, tell us a little bit about who you are, madam.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I'm Stacy Ward Latin, and I co-own Hopping Gnome Brewing Company here in Wichita with my husband Tori. Um, yeah, so we are getting ready to celebrate our sixth anniversary. Oh, wow! Uh, we were the first tap room to open in Wichita that didn't, which means we serve beer, but we didn't serve food. So um, it was kind of a fun. Celebrating lots of milestones and growing along the way. So it's gone by really fast. I can't believe it's been six years. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That is super awesome. So you guys started in what month? We started actually in May. It was actually... So What it, our sixth anniversary actually was this, this past weekend. So I say we're getting ready to celebrate because we're having a big party, which we'll talk about um, here in another month. But um, actually, we opened May 29th of 2015. So we just celebrated... Celebrated six years, that's, so yeah, that's right in awesome. Time for summer. So, am
3: I invited to the party? That's the real yes. question. Okay, everyone is invited. <sighs> to the <party>. Everyone's, well, <laughs> everyone's invited. You heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you and your husband. Mm-hmm. And how did it be in? Like, did you were you just in the basement one day saying, you know, I'm kind of thirsty. Let me <laughs> mix up some brew of some sort. <laughs>
0: what yeah, happened? yeah, c- kind of like that. Um, Tori started homebrewing in uh, 2010 and entered some co- homebrewing competitions and won some awards. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, your friends always say, oh, you could sell this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what's one thing for your friends to say that, right? But, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> we were actually, we took a little trip to um, Colorado. We were like in Denver, Fort Collins and um, Boulder area, touring lots of breweries and just having a lot of fun. And um, this was in 2012. And we were having that discussion that I think a lot of young people have here in Wichita, where we were talking about do we want to stay in Wichita, right? Do we yeah. want to work, you know, in the type of type of jobs we were in? He did; he worked for MKEC, um, did AutoCAD drafting, and then I I worked in nonprofit. And so we kind of had that discussion about what do we want to do, and we were having lots of fun in Colorado, and would that be something where we'd want to want to leave? Mm-hmm. And um, and I said, yeah, I mean. What, what are you thinking? He was like, I just really love brewing beer and I'd love to um, you know, do that. And so it's like, oh, well, you could get a job brewing somewhere. And he's like, I just really want to start. We were in a little tap room uh-huh. um, that didn't, didn't serve food and we saw people um, having little meetings, we saw students, um, you know, doing their homework. We saw people playing board games, and it was all focused around the, the the local craft beer. And we just really liked the vibe. And he was like, "I feel like we could use something like this in Wichita." At the time, we only had two breweries, um, but we knew that the the craft brewery scene has been growing across mm-hmm. the country, yes, and we knew that it would continue to grow here. And um, but there was just something missing a little bit with that. And so I, he was like, "I would just like to start something in Wichita, and then try to." I think the Wichita flag was starting to Mm -hmm. reemerge at that point. And we were just that you were starting to see some of that pride. And we were like, well, can we, how can we make our community better? And how can we contribute to, to growing, um, this industry and the kind of the small business, you know, support local boom that we were seeing. And I think he thought I was just going to say, no, that's crazy. We're not doing that. Uh Uh, Neither one of us have a business background. Why would we start a business? But I was like, let's do it. Surprise. it took a few years. Um, to get things going. We worked a lot with the SBA, Network Kansas, all the great organizations um, that help small businesses and always recommend that to anybody wanting to start a small business, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you're just trying to get your plan together. And um, worked a lot with uh, the other other local breweries here um, and other small businesses to help us out. It's a really um, great community where we we definitely help each other out. Uh, and it's definitely not a cutthroat type industry um, that a lot of people are used to in the business world. So mm-hmm. that was super helpful. And it took a while to get going. And we um, found our building and did construction and all of that. And um, yeah, so May, May 29, 2015, our doors open.
3: That is a wonderful story. Thank you for having the the courage to say yes and, yeah. and to move back and, and say, we're going to do it here in Wichita. There's a gap and this is how we're going to fill it.
0: So uh, how many employees do you have? We have five. five. We've, we've kept our staff fairly. We've grown a lot in terms of like behind the scenes. Like the, we started with six fermenters and now we have 10 and we've, we've grown the amount of beer we can produce and things like that. But in terms of staff, we've kept the staff pretty small. Started with just a couple of bartenders and Tori and I would always be be mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. Um, working behind the bar and they're able to, now we're able to get away and um, usually have one or two of our staff behind the bar. So um, so during, you know, this past past year, Mm. uh, we were pretty fortunate to be able to um, retain our staff. Um, several of our staff have other other jobs and they just kind of do it on the side. So um, we were lucky to keep everybody on. We even hired a new person nice. last summer. So bless her heart. <laughs> she right. started with us in this crazy time. So, um, and it just means a lot to us to kind of keep things small, but hopefully we'll be able to to add some more as we, as we continue to grow. And we get a lot of requests, people wanting to work for us. We've always had a really strong team and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, people stick with us for a while, which has been Really special. We didn't really expect that. We know the typical bar and restaurant industry, a lot of turnover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, especially right now, we're seeing a lot of um, a lot of you know similar business models having having a hard time getting staff, retaining staff. So we're just lucky that we have our have our solid team and just try to keep them keep them supported and keep them going. So. What qualifications does one need to uh, work there? I mean.
3: I'm not I'm not asking for myself. Mm. I'm just asking, you know, if I wanted to come work on a Saturday.
2: You can't drink to profit. Oh, you you can't.
3: (laughs) Oh, never mind.
2: (laughs) Never mind. Let's
3: go on to the next
0: question. (laughs) You don't have to. You don't have to have um, bartending experience. It is. It is helpful. But Tori and I didn't have bartending experience when we opened, so um, it's kind of a funny, kind of kind of ironic, I guess. But really, just just the love of craft beer, the love of small business, the love of the Wichita community. We always joke that our um, our bartenders are really good. And I think a lot, a lot of the local businesses in the community are great at, about when people come in from out of town or they want a night out, you know, in downtown, they haven't been downtown for a while, you know, where should they go eat dinner? What should mm-hmm. they, what should they be doing? What other breweries can they go to? Um, so just, they're, they're almost like little um you know, giving you little travel tips. Yeah, I love that, <laughs> <Along> <laughs> but that's important, right? Yeah.
3: And We have to be our biggest cheerleaders. And yes. it takes, and, and I love that you mentioned that because it takes people who are in pubs and bars and restaurants to really sell the, you know, high, the qualities of our city so that people can remember and be like, oh yeah, we do have that. So thank you for that. And thank you to your employees.
2: If I heard you right, you've never been an entrepreneur before. Let's <laughs> unpack that a little bit. What gave you? How did you have the audacity to say, you know what, I'm just going to start this business. I've never owned a brewery. I've never started a business. Tell us how did that evolve? I mean, from step one to when you thought it was a a glimmer to rolling it out.
0: Yeah. So it was a lot. I attribute a lot to my husband. He did a lot of the the early work. Um, His job was a lot more flexible with him on being able to, um, like I said, right away, we met with the SBA. We, I think looked up I think the very first thing we did was look up how to how to write a business plan? Wow, <laughs> and found like a that's a what template. we want. That's exactly what we want. <laughs> I okay. think that's the first that's the first step. And so doing that, um, my sister in law works in economic development um, out in, in Hayes, Kansas, and so reached out to her right away and said, "Hey, you are really good at you know looking at these business plans. Help us out." And um, it took a lot of just talking to people about it. And it was one of those things that we were kind of afraid to talk about too, because it's like you don't really. Tori was afraid to talk about it until we knew we could do it. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's like, we have to talk about it now. We have to let people know what we're doing so they can help us. We can ask for help. So getting help from her, walking in, just getting an appointment with the SBA and sitting down. And I mean, they'll help you start to finish with, we had a, we had a good plan in place where we knew we wanted to start a small tap room. We didn't have a location. We didn't know the the um, numbers was really hard for us. We had no idea on that point. So they helped us a lot with that. So I think that was kind of the first steps. Um, and then figuring out the name everybody wants to know where the name comes from yes. um we actually had some other names picked out that we liked better um, to start with i shouldn't say better before we before we thought of that the hopping gnome um, we wanted to be high five brewing but there's already a high five brewing somewhere else uh, okay. and we noticed homebrewers had a lot of webs you know even if it wasn't a, an actual brewery a lot of homebrewers have websites and twitter handles and things so we didn't want to be too close to anybody else and so we were kind of frustrated one day and had a um, he had some homebrew on tap in our, our basement. We have a little bar, and he went and got a beer, and it was like a hoppy IPA, and he looked over, and we had this little gnome setting on the bar, <laughs> and it was uh, it's from the uh, 2012 All-Star <clears throat> Kansas City Royals game. When You know, they used to give away the bobbleheads yeah. and stuff. It was a little gnome. And he looked at the gnome, and he ran upstairs, and he said— said, so what about Hopping Gnome? Hops are in the beer, and gnomes are known for drinking. Yeah. Wow. Because we knew we didn't want to do— We already had River City Brewing. We already had Wichita Brewing Company. We mm-hmm. didn't want to do something just Wichita specific. We And a lot of— brewer, if, you, if you've if you been to other breweries and other places, um, they, a lot of them have crazy names and yeah. things mm-hmm. that stand out. So we knew we wanted something— Um, something catchy, something different, something fun. And I kind of had to grow on me a little bit. I didn't love the idea at first. I was like, we don't even have a garden gnome. Like, (laughs) are we we gnome people now? Like I didn't, um, but then we immediately got the website domain and Twitter handle and got on that years before we opened. And then once we, Started talking about it more, and uh, we had local graphic designer Chris Parks do the do the logo. He's done a lot on, on along Douglas with the okay. anchor and um, a lot of things. And so once he uh, did the logo for us, and we, then I definitely was sold and was like, this is going to be fun. People are going to like this. This is going to be—we'll we'll be known people now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool start.
2: Excellent. So, okay, you decided on the name. How did you decide on the location?
0: So we looked for a while. I think that's something that— um, a lot of small businesses. Um, it, it's a struggle to decide. We knew we wanted to be centrally located, but it, that's hard, right? There's not a lot in the old town area. Um, the Delano area was kind of just just kind of getting more developed. And we kept looking east. We kept looking um, over over in the area where we are located and we, and we realized there's it wasn't a lot there at the time, mm-hmm. but you know, the donut hole had been successful. Mm-hmm. Tanya soup kitchen had been successful and there'd been some new, new developments going in. And we just thought, you know, this is kind of, hopefully <laughs> we were hoping that it was the next uh, up and coming area that we could, that we could get into and being able to be right on Douglas. We were really excited about that. We got a big sign, you know, that was one of the things that, Uh, We wanted to make sure that we were visible because we did come out of nowhere, not being in the business community or having anything like that before and opening the first tap room. So I think we kind of just took a chance on that area. And then, you know, like I said, we don't serve food. So we partnered with a lot of food trucks early on. And then now we have um, Piatto Neapolitan Pizzeria next door. And that was something that was big, big for um, our neighbors. Um, They saw us go in and saw us succeed. And so then we saw more businesses wanting to come in the area.
2: Now that you're in town, because you said you started, there was only two breweries in town? Yes. And now how many are there?
0: Now there is, I should know this, I think there's um, eight or nine of us now.
2: Okay. How do you feel about that? What's the relationship between you breweries now?
0: So the relationship's really good. It's It surprises a lot of people, especially people that have been in like the corporate uh, world for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's it's very good. It's, um, and it's like this in most places. I wouldn't, I'm not going to speak for everywhere, but um, where the the brewing community is really strong. And so, yeah, we worked a lot with um, Wichita Brewing Company, Walnut River out of um, El Dorado was mm-hmm. starting at the same time. We were just kind of thinking about this. So worked with them a lot. Um, it's, we have the kind of community where if we need, um, Need some grain, or we need some kind of a, you know, some supplies or something. We can just reach out from, you know, little things like that to brewing beer together to teaching each other how to, oh, nice. to do things. That is
2: cool. Uh, yeah. One
0: one story I always like to tell is um, my husband Tori didn't brew a sour when he was homebrewing, and sour beer is a style that's gotten really popular in the last few years. And so it took it took a couple of years. I had to really. Yeah. Say, okay, we need to do this. And he goes, Well, I don't know how to do that. And he actually had Ryan Kerner, who used to be at used to brew at River City, come over and help him. Learn how to do that, and so that's something. It's not, you know, it's not. We're not. We we do have, you know, our own recipes and things like that, and proprietary things that we may not share with everybody. But we love. I mean, we know we're all going to do well if we all support each other, Mm -hmm. and so that's that's been really fun. And yeah, we brew beer together. We you know do nonprofit events together. We do big beer festivals together. So it's just, and there's room for more. Um, I think. I think at some point it could be oversaturated just depending on how much support the community is willing to give. But I mean, you look at Denver, there's like 300 breweries in Denver. So I don't don't know that that would work exactly that way in Wichita but we know that we could definitely have more and we hope that it continues to grow. And just other other alcoholic beverages, fermented beverages, other small businesses. I just think it just, we all help. It just helps when we all work together.
3: No one would have ever guessed that you guys worked so closely together, right? Because that's just not, that's, Unheard of, mm-hmm. really. But um, I love that concept. So, Stacy, you you like you are all over the place in the community, and your social media is popping. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that. You like have your what what uh, platforms are you on? Can you share that with us? Yeah, so, and your name and. Um, all that, yeah.
0: So, um, so for the brewery, we're we're on all um, you know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're probably not as, as active on Twitter. Um, I think it's it, it it's one of those things where we share and like things, but mm-hmm. we're not as super active. But we do primarily um, all of our posting on on Facebook and Instagram. And We have an email list, and you know all of that that usual stuff. Um, and then yeah, yeah, for myself, same. I'm on um, Instagram and and Facebook and. Yeah, it's just one of those things where when we were looking at the business plan and marketing, I think most small businesses aren't able to have a budget for marketing. And at the time, Instagram was really new when Mm -hmm. we were opening. I mean, to us, it was really new in 2015. Um, And Facebook was, you know, that was kind of the first. So we got on all of them, but Facebook was kind of the first focus for us. Um, And when we did a Kickstarter campaign, that was that was how we got a lot of our followers. Um, early on was we, um, when we, we were able to get, I guess I didn't say that before we, we were able to start our business without having investors, which was, you know, not something that we were against, but we were trying to do, do it without mm-hmm. investors. So we were able to get some loans. And, um, when we, we figured out where all the money was going, we didn't, uh, a lot enough for construction, which is probably also really common. Um, so we needed some more money for construction <laughs> costs. So we were able to raise $25,000 on Kickstarter campaign. Um, and that was a way we got a lot of our followers, and a lot of people, and we started, you know, posting pictures of the construction mm-hmm. and kind of what we hope nice. things will look like and our progress. And so that's really a lot of it's where a lot of it started, and we've just grown from there. We've done, you know, I, I think early on it was easier to get organic growth. I think it's it it, it becomes increasingly difficult all of the time to to do that and having to put a little more money behind it and be a little more thoughtful about some of the posting, but. Um, that's just, that's still primarily where we do most of the marketing. We we have a great relationship with the media here in town and we mm-hmm. do a lot with dining with Denise and all of that. But i yeah. um, and work with the chamber and visit Wichita and all of our partners. Um, but social media is still where it's at, I think.
3: I love that. And I love the fact that, you know, let's, and, and you mentioned Kickstarter, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. What was the thought process just, um, okay, do I want investors or do we just want to create this campaign and figure out how we can get people to, you know, Buy into our story and support us. So. Yeah,
0: well, I think we we saw we saw some examples. We had some other friends that had done some kickstarters for you know little startups that they were working on or um, knew of people who had done this, and it was still kind of a newer thing at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that we, for me, it was definitely wanting to get the followers on social media, and even if we we knew even if we didn't meet our goal. That we would, you know, get get people in and get people to hear our message because I think that's what it's all about. And now that's that's like social media marketing 101 now is telling your story and right, all the buzzwords right. and being authentic. Well, to us, we just we had to tell our story. Nobody knew who we were mm-hmm. and the location. A lot of people weren't super familiar familiar with the location. It was going to take a while to open, but we needed to let people know that we were coming And so I think really just the marketing aspect of it, we got our friends involved. And if you you can go back, you can go back on our Facebook page and find some of our um, initial videos. They're pretty, they look kind of (laughs) old. We didn't have the great video capability on our phones at the time, but our friends made videos about like, oh my gosh, we want to go there. We can't, we can't go. It's not open. They need $25,000 or they're not going to open. Or like, we can't wait (laughs) to have a beer here. So we just, we just got with our friends and family and how to make videos. And um, that was a, that was just how we got started. So we were, we were, of course, glad that we met our goal, but I think it was more just for that, that marketing aspect.
3: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Stacy Ward-Latin and she is here with Hopping Gnome. Right now, we need to take a little bit of a break and hear from our wonderful sponsor, but we'll be back with more of her story.
1: Severe weather. Whether it's hail, wind, rain, or snow, storms can cause damages inconveniences, and sometimes even power outages. At Evergy, we're committed to providing safe, reliable energy. And in the event of an outage, our linemen work tirelessly to restore your power as quickly and as safely as possible. And with tools like our outage map and real-time updates, we're with you every step of the way. Visit evergy.com slash stay safe to learn more.
0: The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce success for our members, leadership for our community, and prosperity for our region. We need your input to continue to improve the business environment in Kansas and to ensure the success of our members. See wichitachamber.org for more information. To provide us input about this podcast
1: series, send an email to communications at wichitachamber.org with your questions, comments, and suggestions for the business leaders we should feature and important topics we should address.
3: Welcome back, everyone. We're here with Stacey and we're talking about some delicious breweries. <laughs> <laughs> <See>? <laughs> so we're, we were just talking about her social media and how popping it is and how popular she is on social media and, and the company itself. But talk to us a little bit. From what I understand, you have a partnership with WSU Tech. Is that true? Yeah.
0: Just started actually through the chamber. So it's really exciting. Yeah. So um, that was something that I'm on the, I'm on a small business committee here with the chamber and something that comes up a lot is the need for small businesses and marketing and small businesses not having a lot of, a lot of, um, budget, you know, large budget for that. But then also there are great, you know, marketing firms that are chamber members Mm -hmm, and there mm -hmm. are WSU tech has a whole program. And um, so, yeah, they were able to to partner us up with WSU tech and Chrissy Buck. I know you just had her on the the show and and I've known Chrissy for a while. So that was really exciting. So yeah, a student, her name's Erin and she's going to help us with our SEOs. And I know that was something you were talking with, uh, talking to Chrissy about it, like it was like she said it was like her least favorite. Yes, it was. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> so I I created our website. It's a square on Squarespace. Um, and so if you go to our website, it's it's pretty. It's I, I don't want to say it's basic, but it's pretty basic. We you know we just we use it to just we update. I update it all the time. I try to keep our beer list and all the information that you would need to know up to date on there. Um, but I don't know a lot about. I'm not a web web developer. I don't know a lot about the SEOs and how to stay, how to do what Google wants me to do. So um, that's what we're getting help on. So that's projects just getting started. So we're super excited for that. That's awesome. Well,
3: I look forward to seeing how that goes. I know it goes splendid. (laughs) Well, um, and then very last question before Mm -hmm. I let Don start talking is, you have some seasonal beers on tap right now.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: Let's talk about (laughs) just, I'm just curious. You have Margarita Salty Gnome. Mm-hmm. Is that like
0: a what's that taste like? Is yeah. it just like a normal margarita, just with a little? So it is. So a goza, it's, we call it salty gnome. Um, it's a goza style, which is a salty sour. It's um, the name comes from um, a town in Germany where the water was really salty. Mm. So so that's just how mm. their beer tastes. Um, wow. So it is like a sour. So it's like our HBIC sour, only kind of has a little salty twist to it. But we rotate the flavors just like we do our HBIC sour. So we have kind of seasonal, whatever the season of the fruit is um, at the time. And so um, we just did like, for example, we just did a lemon raspberry kind of spring. And now we're doing the margarita. It's just lime and orange hmm. um, with the salt. And so it gives it, w- with the salty sour, it gives it that fun kind of margarita kick. So yeah, if you like lime and orange, um, it's very refreshing for summer. And uh, we'll do, we do watermelon later in the summer Ooh. and some other fun, you know, whatever the season is. So it usually changes about every couple months with the Salty and the HBIC Sour. Very nice. Well, thank you for that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Excellent. That sounds, even at 9 a.m., that sounds pretty yeah. good. There's no tequila
0: in it. It's just a beer.
2: Okay. <laughs> wow. I
0: mean, you could add it in if you want. Okay. But <laughs>
2: Excellent couple of questions. COVID-19. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but to just share how you survived.
0: Yeah. Uh, we were lucky that even though we had to be closed, like all businesses during that shutdown period, we were able to do to-go beer, mm-hmm. um, which we've always had. We have the growler bottles. They're 24-ounce like glass bottles that you could get to go. And then we have the 32-ounce, um, we call them growler cans, um, and you can take those to go. We had thought about for a while wanting to expand some of our canning, um, doing some more. I mean, it's still small in house. We don't have a large um, facility for or a large canning line, but wanting to do more. We do have the capability with our um, little canning machines to do like 16 ounce and 12 ounce cans. And so that was so being shut down and doing the to go only was a kind of a push for that. So we started offering other sizes. Um, you know, different deals, different specials. We do, we st- and we've we continued those even once we were able to reopen. So we do three pack Thursday. Every Thursday you get three crawlers for $30. They're typically $12 a piece. So it's a nice little kind of go into your weekend, get your beer to go for whatever your weekend plans are. Um, and we've been able to continue that. And so, yeah, without the to go, um, it would, it, I don't know if we would have made it. That's what I was going to ask.
2: Wow. Did you have anything to do with the, I think the Kansas legislature changed it recently to where to go. Alcoholic beverages is is a thing now. It's, it can... Did yeah. you have anything to do? So they
0: did have to change some things. We know here in Kansas, our liquor yeah. laws are very interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and some are a little, little outdated. And and some we just don't question because we just haven't had to. We actually do have a lobbyist in Topeka for for the craft beer community. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, that was something that we were like, yeah, I mean, we you're not supposed to sell the beer how it used to be. It was you couldn't sell beer off your, off your premise. So if you were doing curbside, let's say, and you're – you're going outside of your business to hand hand somebody their you know six pack of beer in their in their door of their you know window of their car because you're trying to maintain the the mm-hmm. social distance and everything. Um, that was not technically not legal, yeah. and so that's something we had to get <clears throat> changed and. Um, I think they saw a lot of success with that. I think again, like I said, the to go for us has continued. We don't do as much, of course. Now people mm-hmm. want to come in, but especially like holiday, like this past weekend, holiday weekends. Yeah, um, it's just it's it's going to be a good thing. So it's I think it's it's hopeful that maybe we were they were able to qu- to change that quickly and then able to I think it was pretty unanimous on voting that yeah let's just keep it that way. So maybe it's hopeful we can maybe update some other, <laughs> other laws so. as we go. Exactly. Yeah.
2: exactly. <laughs> Yeah. One last question. Um, you have a podcast. Tell us about Ceiling Breakers Podcast.
0: So I started this. Oh gosh, it's been almost four years ago. Myself and Renee Dexler, mm-hmm. who was um, really active in our community. Who's that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. Hi, Renee. I know,
0: Renee's <laughs> in Salina now. I know, so know, uh, started Renee and I started, it was uh, actually reaction to the um, Chung Report at the mm-hmm. time we saw oh. that um, we were, I don't think we were surprised that Wich- Wichitaans were leaving for other opportunities, um, but we were a little bit surprised that there were so many women leaving. And so we were like, we need to talk about all the awesome things that the ladies are doing in Wichita. And we started, we were both small business owners at the time. So we started it as to kind of highlight other you know, other women business owners, but then that grew. Cause so it's like, well, what about, you know, what about women like Ebony and women in other companies and women in um, non exactly. and just women volunteering in the community and doing um, really just kind of highlighting those and, and telling the story of those um, extraordinary things. But it's also, also things that we can all relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that just kind of grew. And, and we kind of focused a lot on upcoming events and things like that in the community at first. And then we know there's a lot of other platforms that do that. So then we focus more on themes and just, and definitely like, Digging in a little deeper, especially with women who are in uh, more male-dominated industries, about you know what have they what have they experienced? Have they overcome challenges? Things like that that we can all learn from. And um, so yes, Renee moved to Salina recently. So my I have, I have a new co-host, Audra, Audra Janelle, and she um, has the the thread, which is a Wichita Women's um, Leadership Collective. So it's been a great um, a great fit to have her. Uh, do the do the show with me. We're on Facebook. We do we record. We've been doing Zoom with the with the pandemic. We had right. to kind of switch everything to Zoom, and we've kind of continued that. It's just a good. It just looks um, visually it looks really good that way. So we've been just continuing our Zoom kind of Zoom calls where we share on Facebook and then we record. We record we don't have the quite the setup that you guys have <laughs> we record on but <laughs> using our phones we just record on anchor fm and then it goes out to you know you spotify apple google all the places that you can get your podcast so we try to do a weekly show um it's just kind of a passion project just something for fun mm-hmm. but i would definitely like to see it grow and be a business at some point mm-hmm. get spon- sponsors we know that there's interest in the community for that and we also know there's a lot of like the thread and the high we actually record at the hive okay. um, here in town and um you know there's a a lot of women's things happening right now. And so, you know, maybe it's something that needs to be a part of something else. We need to collaborate or, you know, maybe it's something that it can, it'd be, you know, its own business, but definitely like to see it grow in the next, in the next three to five years for sure. Yeah.
2: Excellent. Thanks for sharing.
3: Yeah. I was just going to say that podcast is amazing. And I love that it's not only audio, but you can see it live mm-hmm. as it's happening. So that's pretty awesome. And I had a really fun time when I was on the show. I'm going to have to pull yeah. that up. Yeah. yeah it was, and it see was if good. she
2: does what she does here. Yeah. <laughs> It was fun. Asking. Well, and it was in person <laughs> and we
0: might, you know, get back to that. There's something to be said about being in person, being mm-hmm. here with you guys mm-hmm. right now. It's just, it's really fun. So, yeah. um, so that, you know, we'll get to that, but we tried a couple in person when we were all wearing <laughs> masks and it was just very, we did like, we were very, we had to sit very close together yeah. to like be in yeah. the camera and it yeah. was just, you know, so kind of getting through this, this, this weird time and, and get to that. But yeah, it's Sailing Breakers ICT.
2: Excellent. Thank you. Brian got us set up pretty nice here. So
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> Way to go, B. shout out. <laughs> well, Stacy, as we are wrapping up, um, I know you've kind of talked a little bit about your um, passion for ceiling breakers and where you want to see it in the future. But let's go back to Hoppy Gnome. Where do you see yourself in the business in uh, five years from now?
0: Oh, I know. I knew you were going to ask that question. Um, it's it's been hard. I think with the pandemic, with this past year, goal setting, and really kind of now we're trying to get back on track of where mm-hmm. where we want to be. And we've had a lot of we've had a lot of growth. We've had a lot of slow growth. So I think we want to continue that. I would like to see. Uh, we know we're a small space, um, and we know people like that. We're a small space, mm-hmm. and it's cozy and it's fun. But we know a lot of times when you, when you come in, it sometimes it's too busy. And so looking at, do we need to find a way to expand? Do we need to find a way to you know, get more beer out there on the market. So I think, um, I definitely, I mean, five years, I definitely see us continuing to do what we do, continuing to offer, you know, our standard beers that, you know, you can come in and get, but then always having something new, always having something fun. Um, but then hopefully, yeah, maybe being able to, to grow a little bit in some different ways. Where can we find your beer? So, we are on tap a lot of local bars and restaurants around town. It kind of varies. Um, It's usually about 15 to 20 places that we're on. Um, We're on pretty consistently, like at the Monarch. Mm -hmm. Um, They always have uh, one of the sours, so the HBIC or the Salty Gnome. Um, We're on a lot of, yeah, like I said, like Picasso's Pizza, a lot of... um, um, Dempsey's Burger Pub, like a lot of different local places. And then also some of the the chain uh, restaurants in town, which have been fun. You we, we can find us at Bonefish sometimes, what? Wow. Um, Chicken and Pickle, places like that. So um, hey. the list, we try to keep an updated list on our website um, and try to post about that. But um, definitely wherever you go, just ask ask for Gnome Beer and see if they have it. And if they don't have it, they can get it.
2: That's, that's what awesome. I was going to yeah. ask. You ask for Gnome Beer and that's <laughs> Okay, got it. That's yeah, how so you get, get it. it. Okay, Get
0: that gnome beer. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm going to learn that. That. <laughs>
0: that
3: is great. You know, uh, some people say that uh, in Wichita it's difficult to get into the restaurants, um, but you found a way through your relationships mm-hmm. um, to to get your product in a number of restaurants, not just some of the smaller ones, but as you mm-hmm. said, the chains. Wow. Um, wow. Was, did you find that to be difficult or did you find it to be relatively uh, easy with your relationships.
0: Um, so we do, in Kansas, you do have to work with a distributor, a third-party distributor. So we mm. work, work with House of Swan here um, who kind of specializes in the craft beer um, industry and works with most of the, most of the small breweries here. And so go, just being able to go out with them, they already had those relationships. Mm. They could go, they were already, they're, you know, rep that was selling them other things. So being able to, and of course, I bring my, my gnome swag with me and yeah. bring samples or whatever that, that, you know, whatever needs to happen. And um, definitely found, especially recently and even years before, before the pandemic that, um, it was very popular for some of the chains and so to support local and have local beer available. And so that's something that, like I said, it might not be all the time. Sometimes it's just rotating because Mm -hmm. now there are a lot of local beverages to offer. So, um, being able to just be a part of that. And I think we focused a lot on the, on the, on the local businesses first and then kind of expanded. And yeah, I think is being able to get out and meet them with the distributor has been, has been super helpful. And then following up and we usually try to do like, Something during the holidays where we go around and do little gifts and give them, you know, a holiday card things like that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, very last question
3: before Don wraps us up. What's your obsession this week? I know, random, huh? Oh. <laughs> obsession this or, week?
0: Yeah, or this month, or this year. <laughs> One of the things, and I've uh, that I've been asked that a few times and talked about it on on Ceiling Breakers actually about kind of what. Yeah. What's been something that you focused on this past year? And for me, it was um, supporting local artists, Mm. something that um, we've at the at at, at Hopping Gnome, we've had, um, you know, Final Friday and now mostly First Friday art shows really since. We opened probably that first summer. Johnny Freedom was our first art show. And so we've always felt like we've supported artists that way. They can hang their work in our location and we leave it up for usually the whole month and support them. And they have business cards. And um, we've always thought that was great. Well, this last year, we decided that we need to be buying more art. We need to be, that's how we support local artists here. And and how can we do that? And so we've been, um, you know, participating more. We still have the art shows at our location, but participating in more art shows, um, buying more art. Um, we're actually getting a mural painted on the back of our building nice. right now. Um, Noel Schumann is a really young artist this is her first full mural, which wow. is quite, quite a project. And so she came to us and, mm-hmm. and was like, what do you want? You know, can we do this? And I said, yeah. And then she's like, well, what would you want? And I was like, well, what do you want to do? You mm-hmm. know, so it's going to be really fun, really colorful on the back of our building. And so I think just continuing to support the art community any way that we can has been kind of my my obsession for this probably past year and a half. So Stacey, when is the anniversary party? So it is Saturday, June 26th. We're having an outdoor party in the parking lot uh, behind our building. It's actually our neighbor, Eminem Insurance's parking lot. Nice. And we'll have beer, food trucks, live bands, um, photo booth, games, bring the whole family. It starts at noon and it goes to like 11 p.m. So it's an all day, all evening. Check it out.
2: Remind folks what that address is.
0: So, um, seventeen. It's our our address is seventeen ten East Douglas. It's at Douglas and Hydraulic, mm-hmm. and the parking lot is just right behind there. So it's like Hydraulic and Victor seventeen hundred right. East Douglas. We'll yeah. be able to ride our bikes, walk, yes. scooter up there, take the queue line, yeah, yeah
3: take Q the Q line for <laughs> <laughs> the all electric bus. Yes, there you yeah, go. There you go. We'll be there. Yeah. Now oh, it's well. time
2: for some word association. I give you one word. You give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word, right?
0: Okay. <laughs> she said, <like>, okay.
2: <laughs> Leader. HBIC. <laughs> Do the I need to thing? ask what that means? <laughs>
0: it on here oh, it's a head boss in charge yeah. something like oh that good good <laughs> nice you said the first thing that comes to mind boom that's <laughs> exactly what we want <laughs> Wichita community chamber I was gonna say also community um I'll change Wichita to home and chamber to community. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Community Rule was breaker. the first word that popped up. Exactly. I think exactly. I use the word community a lot is probably what I'm saying. There's
2: a softball one. Beverage. Beer. <laughs> Family.
0: Here, yeah, here in Wichita in Kansas and just thinking I'm a dog, Frank. <laughs> hey, Frank. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got a dog. Well, we'll talk about that <laughs> later. Uh, entrepreneur.
0: Oh, um, risk taker.
2: Excellent. Vacation.
0: Oh, much needed. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Last but not least, fun.
0: Oh, um, concerts. Woo!
2: Excellent. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Ladies and gentlemen,
3: it's that time. We are at the end of our show, but I hope you have enjoyed your time with us today. Stacey, thank you for being here. It's been amazing. I love hearing your story and hearing the story of Hoppy Gnome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So, friends, please like us, subscribe, leave a message and a comment. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Well, I mean, keep off what you don't like. (laughs) (laughs) But let us know who you want to hear from, and we will make certain to bring them on the show. All right, till next time.
2: Like us, love us, share us. Peace. You didn't bring us samples. Is that against the law? To bring it outside the.
0: <laughs> no, I could definitely bring you samples. I didn't know. I mean, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. Well, I, mean, well, that's,
2: <laughs> I, I said that for that heaven's is irrelevant, sake. Irrelevant, Stacey. <laughs> she has had I her morning thought brew. Of that on the way
0: here, I was like, oh, I probably should have stopped and grabbed some. So we'll get you. We'll get you some samples. Okay, we'll just have to
2: book you again. I
0: guess. <laughs> just so.